So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray. We're going to get into it. Father God, I thank you so much for to be able to just hang out with our family, hang out with our church, and just be able to laugh and just have a good time together. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. Amen. All right, so we're looking at 1 John chapter 4. Hope you guys read it. Read it. But I want to read the key verse for you guys tonight that we're going to be looking at a lot. And it's found in verse 4. It says, You are from God, little children, and you have conquered them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. So this is a really, really important passage because um, we're talking about um, the main theme of the series, in case you guys have missed it, is obviously we're called Light and Love. And we're talking about how God is both light and God is also love. And if God is those things, then we need to be walking in light and we need to also be walking in love. And so what's interesting about this um, book in particular in comparison to the other books is that it feels like it's separated into two separate sections. And so I'm going to go a little bit of Bible Project on you guys. And I just want to illustrate just a little bit of the two different sections that the book is separated into. I don't normally do this, but I'm kind of excited to. So listen, we've got, I'm gonna, let me go try to draw a book. Yep, there we go, okay. You know what, it's not, it's not that, hold on. It's not that bad. Thank you. I, I need the encouragement. There it is, okay. Thank you. I, I tried. Okay, the words, I'm ruining it, but that's okay. Okay, so the first section in verses 1 through 6, if you have your Bible, you can turn to 1 John chapter 4, but the first section in verse 1 through 6, um, for the sake of time, I can't read the entire chapter, but it is about, it talks a lot about the Holy Spirit. It talks a lot about discerning between spirits. I'm just going to read a little passage snippet from it. It says, um, the verse we just read says, you are from God, little children, and you have conquered them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. So who's the one that's inside of us? We've got Jesus. We've got the Holy Spirit, right? Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is inside of us. They are from the world. Therefore, what they say is from the world, and the world listens to them. We are from God. Anyone who knows God listens to us. And anyone who is not from God does not listen to us. This is how we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of deception. So that gives you kind of a snapshot. So the first part of the book is about the Holy Spirit. Thank you so much. I've worked all my life on it. In verses 1 through 6. We've got the Holy Spirit in verses 1 through 6. And then the next section seemingly takes a completely different route. Let's look at it, in, starting in verse 7. Um, the next section goes from 7 all the way to the end, which is at 21. We're going to read 7 and 8. It says, Dear friends, let us love one another because love is from God, and everyone who, has, everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. The one who does not love does not know God because God is love. Everyone say, God is love. God is love. So the next section is about God is love. So let me write that down. God is love. And that goes from verse 7 through, I forgot, 21. 21. So we see how these 
the, the book is separated in two separate sections. I apologize if you can't fully see it, um, but the book is separated in two sections. The first part is about the Holy Spirit, about discerning between the spirits, and the second part is about how God is love and how we're supposed to walk in love together. And so when I was preparing this message and I was looking at chapter 4, I was reading it, rereading it, and rereading it, I was like, okay, how, Jesus, how do, how do these pieces connect together? Like, what's the continued thought? Why, how do these things to, con, uh, to connect together to this? And I was, I was reminded that, you know, uh, have you guys have heard of the Bible Project, right? I mean, I feel like you guys know the Bible Project if you go here for any length of time. But their mission and th their statement, their, like, purpose statement is to say that the Bible is a unified story that points to Jesus. And that sums up the Bible very well, that when we are looking at a scripture, looking at a passage or a chapter or a verse or a, an entire book, and something isn't clicking, something isn't quite making sense, it is really important to zoom out and remember this, the mission of the Bible. And it is a unified story that points to Jesus Christ. And so by doing this, we zoom out of the passage, we zoom out of the verse, this is just a little bit of Bible study 101, we zoom out of the verse and we look at, okay, how does this passage connect to the rest of the Bible, and then how does that point to Jesus, or how does that point to God or the Holy Spirit? And so if we're stuck, we need to ask the question, where is Jesus? Where is Jesus in this passage? Where is Jesus, what is he trying to communicate through this? What, what is the goal of this passage or the mission or how does this connect to the rest of Scripture? And we can look at actually, when we're looking at how the Holy Spirit connects to God as love, it's, we can look at some words that Jesus spoke himself in John 14. It says, I have told you these things while I'm still with you, but the helper, the comforter, the advocate, the intercessor, the counselor, strengthener, standby, a.k.a. the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, to represent me in place and act on my behalf. He will teach you all things, and he will help you remember everything that I've told you. Peace I leave with you, my perfect peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Don't let your heart be troubled, nor let it be afraid. Let my perfect peace calm you in every circumstance and give you courage and strength for every challenge. Everyone say every challenge. Every single challenge. He gives you perfect peace. He gives you strength. He gives you comfort. He gives, he's an advocate. He's an intercessor. He's a counselor. He is all those things. And so before Jesus left, before Jesus left this planet to go be with his father, he didn't leave us alone. He promised us, he promised the disciples that he was going to send somebody that was going to do greater works than Jesus ever could by himself. And that person, that Holy Spirit, is going to live inside of us. If you guys were here, I believe it was last Sunday, we, uh, during, uh, during main service here at Journey Church, um, Pastor Sean talked about how the, that we are the Ark of the Covenant, that the Holy Spirit lives inside of us, that God's presence is inside of us. And we can see that the works of the Holy Spirit through Jesus and through Scripture, the Holy Spirit has come to become those things for us, to become the comforter, the advocate, the intercessor, the counselor, to become the strength, the guidance, the everything that we need for us. And 
also to remind us of what Jesus did and bring us supernatural peace. And John 14, 12 says, Truly I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and they will do even greater works because I'm going with the Father. You see, I think a lot of us, a lot of us have a tendency to lean towards the separation of the Holy Spirit and us. And so I want to also just to help us illustrate that, I think a lot of us we have, let's see, we've got Holy Spirit. And we've got me. So a lot of us, we see that as two separate entities. We see that as two separate beings with the Holy Spirit occasionally helping us out, right? And because that makes sense in our heads, that makes sense in our brains, that makes sense logically that that is how that will work. And, you know, we see that, you know, a lot of times we see like the kingdom of heaven, we see like heaven and then earth. Again, as two sep- we see that as two separate different things. And what Jesus did is when he came to, to this planet, he came to tell us that it's not separate. It's not separate. The Holy Spirit isn't separate from us. The Holy Spirit doesn't just occasionally help us. The kingdom of heaven isn't, we're not waiting to get to heaven and we're just hungering down here on earth. It's not separate, but it's more. Who here likes Venn diagrams? Come on. Okay, we got all the nerds in the house. Okay, Venn diagrams. Yes, it is. It's nice. So, this beautiful Venn diagram, it is more similar to this. This is a better, accurate image of what it looks like when, the Holy, when Jesus sent the Holy Spirit towards us. And again, you can see that as like the kingdom of heaven and then earth, like our present reality. When you get saved and you um, give your life to Christ, what happens is you start, before you got saved, you were in the kingdom of me. Like you were in the, the reality of what earth is, you were um, living life on your own. And what happened is when you gave your life to Christ, you moved over one spot to the left, okay? And you're now not just living in the kingdom of earth, but now the kingdom of heaven has touched earth. You know, the, uh, John, when he saw Jesus coming, the, uh, John the Baptist, he said, look, the kingdom of heaven is here. He pointed at Jesus. And when Jesus left this planet, he said, the Holy Spirit's going to come down to you and you are going to carry him wherever you go. And before Jesus left, he said this, as you go throughout the earth, preach saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is here. And what you're going to do things that only happens in the kingdom of heaven. You're going to do things that the kingdom of earth or the kingdom of me or just this world doesn't make sense happens. It says, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Listen, who here has been supernaturally healed or seen someone supernaturally healed before? I fit in both of those categories. And it is truly incredible that when you get saved and give your life to Christ, you were, you, the Holy Spirit has decided, as you invite Jesus to live inside of you. And now, you are, the, king, the Holy Spirit's rules override earth's rules, right? And so when, when we 
take that zooming out approach and we look back at the passage, we need to remember that when we are walking on earth, all over our place, in our families, in our schools, not just at church, but everywhere we go, in our homes, we're not just living in earth. We're living in the overlap of earth and heaven. And that is something that is really important. And so um, I'm just now getting to the title, but my title message is Live in the Overlap. And we're going to be looking at what that looks like to decide to live in the overlap. Because once we get saved, we're not just waiting for heaven for us to get to heaven. But in fact, you see all through scripture that the kingdom of heaven is here. The kingdom of heaven has arrived. It is at hand. It is here, right here, and right now. When uh, Jesus taught the disciples how to pray, he said, let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. One of the major missions here at Journey Church is let your kingdom come in Kansas City as it is in heaven. We're not trying to get people to stay here as if it's some fallout shelter and just wait until we can just battle the storm of culture and then someday we'll just pass on and enter heaven. And no, it's the kingdom of heaven is here. It is here. And when we look at that, when we, so now that we're kind of getting a better understanding of this first part where John was prefacing the chapter by saying, you need to be able to discern between the spirit of truth, between the Holy Spirit and the spirits of this world. Because you are going to be encountering situations where it's going to be hard to love somebody. You're going to be encountering situations where you're going to be tempted to act on anger or act on impatience towards somebody. But you need to remember that the Holy Spirit is with you and you need to be able to discern what, who the Holy Spirit is and even know who he is and how he acts. So let's look at 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 again. This is the start of the God is love portion. It says, dear friends, let us love one another because love is from God. Let's pause on that for a moment. Love is from God. To truly, genuinely love somebody, that takes a supernatural God kind of love that can only happen through the power and the work and the fruit of the Holy Spirit in your life. So by show of hands, has anyone ever, at any point, ever, ever, ever in your entire life had even the slightest bit of difficulty loving somebody? That should be about everybody in this room, right? <laughs> like, some of you guys are like nudging the people next to you. You're like, yep, that's you. That's, you, you are hard to love sometimes. Okay, what about, what about have, have you ever had a hard time showing forgiveness? Come on, I know I have. Hard time showing patience, showing mercy, showing grace, having joy. Listen, all of these things are things that is difficult and hard to do on our own, even with our closest friends. But especially when he tells us to love our enemies, or especially when he tells us to love those who hurt us, or to love the people on the other side of whatever situation or controversy. That takes... A love that the verse says is from God. We cannot do that on our own. We, that's not, when we're, when we're dealing with the Holy Spirit, we need to remember that there is a section in the Bible that is so famous that's called the fruits of the Spirit. You've got like love, joy, peace, patience, all those things that are good things that are from God. Those things, they're not the fruit of me. They're not the fruit of Sean Phillips. 
like directly. Like, those are things that I cannot do on my own. And I've tried to do those on my own, and it's not turned out well. <laughs> you can ask some of my friends. Like, I've tried, like, if, if I operate on my own power, I can only go so long before something snaps, before something gives in. But they are the fruit of the Holy Spirit. They are the fruit of cultivating a soil in your heart and in your life that produces love, that produces joy, because the Holy Spirit is doing the growing in our lives. Another way to look at that is these are the outcomes of being with the Holy Spirit. These are the consequences of living a life with the Holy Spirit. And so this isn't, when we're talking about love, this isn't the fruit of Sean Phillips. Like, there are some people that are difficult to love, and I think that's okay to say that. There are some times where it's difficult to show forgiveness, difficult to show grace, but I can because of the power of the Holy Spirit, because I have learned that I am living in the overlap. I am not just living on earth. Like I said, when we get saved, we get out of the kingdom of me, and I get to be able to live in the overlap while I'm here on earth. Listen, I'm not in heaven yet. I haven't made it there. I'm still, I'm still on earth. Like, I'm, I'm still right here before you guys. I'm not, I haven't made it yet. I, I'm still in a fallen world. I'm still in a fallen state. I still sin. I still actively choose to sin at times. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it is difficult to provide these fruits because I'm not out of earth yet. I'm not out of earth yet. But guess what? I'm not alone. I'm not alone. I'm still, I have the power of the Holy Spirit living and operating and moving inside of me. Listen, there have been times where I have been enabled, like the Holy Spirit has been with me to be able to love people and show forgiveness to people that I knew wasn't from me, that I knew wasn't just for me. I've been able, that God's given me grace in the form of patience or forgiveness that I knew wasn't from me, that I didn't produce. And so I want to remind us the main theme of this series, which is the light of the church is God's love expressed through us. The light of church, the light of his people is the love of God that is expressed through you. That is the outpouring of you. I want you to just imagine that your, your life is like a pitcher of water. And that, that water is God's love and God's joy. And what that looks like is when you have your quiet time with God in the morning or in the evening or whatever that looks like, we want to be, God wants to be able to fill us up to the point where we're overflowing into the people around us. And that is where, that is how the light of God shines through us, is they are receiving love. It's not they are receiving antagonistic comments or rude remarks or arguments online, that's not the love of God. And there's definitely times for truth. I'm not saying, saying there's not. But whenever you look at it in the Bible, there's, there is, it's full of love. You see Jesus, he sat with sinners and tax collectors and uh, drunk people and adulterers and stuff. Not that he was condoning that lifestyle, but he was showing them the love that can only happen when you're living in the overlap living in the overlap of the Holy Spirit and of me. And so what I want to do is I want to give you just a couple really quick things of how we can better live 
in the overlap. I'm just going to be hitting them really quick. And the first thing that you need to do in order to live in the overlap is to submit. So I'm going to just write that down. Submit. So the first thing to do when we're living in the overlap is to submit to God, to act humbly. There's a famous passage of scripture. I don't know. Actually, I don't know if it's famous. It's famous to me. But it says, submit yourselves to God and resist the devil and he will flee, flee from you. Whenever we're looking at living in the overlap, how can we expect to live in the overlap if we are never allowing the Holy Spirit to override our thoughts? How can we expect that to live in the overlap and allow the kingdom of heaven to invade our lives and invade our schools if we always think we have the right way to do things? We can't. We, we are fooling ourselves. Like, we are tricking ourselves into believing that that's what's going on. Because if that's the case, then what's the difference between living in the overlap and living in the kingdom of me? There is none. There is no difference. And so, first thing to do is to submit to God, to act humbly before him, and to say, God, I might not have all the right answers. You know, God, I don't know how to love this person. I don't know how to forgive this person that I interacted with online. I don't know how these things happen. But I know you do, and I know you have the right path. And so it's that attitude and that atmosphere in your heart and in your mind of humility and submission for God. So first thing to do is to submit. Second thing, they all start with S, so it's easy to remember. I'm a pastor, so I can do that. So the second thing is to subdue, and it is to subdue the enemy and subdue um, what the Bible calls like the spirits of this world because we, we submit to God. And we, and we resist the devil. We subdue his thoughts. And a lot of times what that looks like is subduing the enemy in our own life, whether that's like negativity, whether that's addictions or problems in our own life. And that, that kind of goes hand in hand with submitting to God. But we also are called to kind of do what I was saying during worship, to subdue the um, spirits and the problems in our friends' lives as well, especially like our close friends that are believers, and to subdue those actions through acts of love. And the very last thing to do, I believe to live in the overlap, I'm sure you can think of plenty of other things, but it's to stand. And to stand firm, stand strong in what you believe in, no matter what happens in this world, no matter what happens in our culture, or in your school, or in your family, that we know that we have this deliverance from Jesus that we can stand strong in the Lord. We have this firm foundation of God living on the inside of us that we can stand strong and be able to say, no matter what, I will choose to serve the Lord. No matter what comes my way, I will worship. No matter what comes my way, I will choose to live in the overlap and allow the Holy Spirit to influence my life. So, we're going to wrap up here. I just want to leave you guys with a couple more thoughts. The worship team can come on up. And I just want to share something, a share like a personal story of something that's happened to me this past couple weeks and just kind of have like a, make myself into an illustration just to say of what, it, what I think it looks like to be living in the overlap. I, I don't mean to like brag on myself in any way, but just to help illustrate so a lot of you guys know that about this time last year, I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes that was extremely sudden, extremely unexpected. Um, there, you don't ha I don't have anybody in my family that has 
uh, type 1 diabetes. And it was extremely sudden, extremely random. And um, it's been a long process. I don't want to, like, I could go all night talking about what that looks like, how that's affected me, what my recovery is and all that. But um, I believe that at the beginning of this year, I got a word from God that said, by Christmas, I will be, I will be better. By Christmas, I will either be able to eat just as much as I normally could eat, just any sugary foods I wanted, or I would be completely healed from this disease. And what happened was is, um, miraculously, I started getting better. And to the point where this past like eight or nine months, I was barely taking any sort of insulin and to the point where my doctors were extremely surprised and impressed and they were like, this isn't normal. Well, the night before Thanksgiving, I randomly had a really big health meltdown, basically. And um, basically my blood sugar was super high all of a sudden and it was hard to stand up and all that. And God dropped a couple words in my spirit. He said, you need to have confidence and joy through this. And um, I was reminded of the scripture of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the Bible that refused to worship to King Nebuchadnezzar and said, we will worship God even if it means being tossed in a fiery furnace. And King Nebuchadnezzar said, your God can't save you from this furnace. And they said, he can and he will, but even if he won't, we will still praise him and we'll still go down praising, the, praising our God. And I was reminded of that, like, God, I don't know why my blood sugar is at 500 tonight. I don't know why I'm having this, because I felt like I had a promise from you. And, you know, maybe that was just me making things up, or maybe that was really you. And I told him right then and there, I said, God, I am going to praise you and share your love and share your joy. And I'm going to have confidence and joy in this, that even if I'm not better by Christmas, I'm still going to praise you. I'm still gonna love you. And I'm still gonna have, I'm still gonna invite grace and I'm not gonna hold this against you. I'm not gonna hold a grudge against you. That it is very possible that that's just something I made up. I don't feel like it is. But even if you don't deliver me from this for whatever reason, I'm still gonna praise you. Even in the fire, that's, I'm still gonna be praising you in that. God calls us to live in this overlap of the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of earth. If he is calling you to do something, he is not going to send you there without equipping you and giving you grace. And I've experienced that in my own life and I know many of you here have as well. And so whenever we're encountering situations where it can be very difficult to love somebody or it can be difficult to show forgiveness, he is not gonna send you there without providing you grace. He's not gonna send you there without providing you supernatural love for those people. Let's all stand up as we wrap up here and we're gonna get ready to do one more song of worship. What I wanna do right now is I just want everyone to, to do whatever you need to do to get in the presence of God during this last song. Maybe that's standing where you are, maybe that's sitting down, maybe that's getting on your knees, maybe that's coming up to the front. All I want you to do though, what I do want everyone here to do is to invite the Holy Spirit into your life. Invite the Holy Spirit into your thoughts tonight. Maybe you've never done that before. I'll, I'll help here walk you through it. 
but I want us to think about someone or a situation or an encounter we've had or a controversy that we've encountered, we encounter regularly. And I want us to ask for forgiveness if we've handled it wrong, but more importantly, to ask for grace as we show God love and, and show the people around us love and invite the fruit of the Spirit in our life. So let's all bow our heads and close our eyes. Father God, I just thank you so much for everything you've done. I thank you for what you've shared with us. I just ask for, for your clarity. I invite the Holy Spirit into our lives. Holy Spirit, I just ask that you just come in and just have your way. And I just ask that I am filled with you. I invite you to reveal to me things that I need to change. I invite you to reveal to me your methods and your ways. I just ask, I just humbly submit myself to you. And I just thank you for everything that you've done for me. In Jesus' name, let's worship.
God sends you, he's going to equip you as you go. As you walk in love, he will give you grace and he'll provide that. He'll begin to equip you in that. So let's pray before we leave. Father God, I just thank you for this message. I thank you for everything that you have for us. I pray that we will have boldness and courage to be able to stand against maybe even expectations people have for us and show supernatural love towards other people. To the point maybe it breaks expectations. Maybe it breaks something in our culture or in our family's culture or in our works, workplace culture, whatever that looks like, to be able to show love, the love that you have for us and the love that you have for the people that are far from you. So Jesus, we just thank you for the love that you have first shown us and we just want to praise you for that and just want to give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's lift up a shout of praise for God's love, you guys. It's awesome. So good, so good to see you guys all here tonight. Let's put up the graphic of the last tribe of 2022. Feel free to scan that. Otherwise, we'll see you guys next week. Again, that's happening next week, not tomorrow. See you guys next week. You guys are dismissed. <laughs>